G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are talking mock draft. We're going through the second half of the first round. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA. And you can also find our friend Callum Mack, probably not on Twitter, but you'll find him around Brisbane, uh, here to help me. How are you, man? Um, yeah, doing well. We, we just obviously went through uh, the number one to 14, the lottery picks. Yes, yes we have. Um, I'm actually really happy with how everything landed as a franchise owner. Um, I, I was quite content with my picks. I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah, so if you haven't checked out that podcast or that video, um, if you're on YouTube, we'll probably leave a link up the top of the video there or you can also find it in the feed. Uh, probably check that out before you uh, watch this one, but um, we are going to pick right back up where we left off uh, with pick number 15. It's on to me. So selecting for the Charlotte Hornets again, um, who just recently... Who did we select for the Charlotte Hornets? Oh, that's right. Tari Eason was our selection at pick 13. So at pick number 15, I'm looking for someone... Maybe I'm looking for someone with a bit more shooting upside after selecting a big guy. Um, maybe a bit more of a guard here. I know Charlotte, we always pigeonhole them with the center spot. I'm tempted to sort of select a center here because they haven't really found the solution for that just yet. Look, they, they did invest a lot in last year's draft. I know. They picked up Kai Jones, I think it was the 11th pick, and then they got JT Thor around the 20s. And, and I would like to think one of those guys do work out. Uh, I was more high actually on JT Thor personally. I thought Kai Jones had bust potential written all over him, but they're both so young. Yeah. Um, so I understand it's still a need for them in the in the short term, but they may have already got their long term solution. Yeah, so I'm I'm a bit torn about where to go here. I think in terms of my best player available, I'm gonna go with that player. I think um, I think it's obviously honestly I think it's a pretty shitty place to draft. I think there's a bit of a drop off after the top thirteen or fourteen players. Um, you know, there's kind of like a blanket you can throw off a few of these guys, especially a lot of the wings at this point in the draft. There's a lot of guys that have, you know, good 3 and D potential. But I'm going to go with my personal favorite of all of them, and that is Malachi Brenham um, from an Ohio State, who uh, I think is probably one of the 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 best wing guys on this on this um, draft class. Six foot five. He's got a brilliant sh- shooting stroke. Great in terms of the the mid range pull up. Uh, I think he's got good potential in defense. Um, he's not the most athletic guy, but I think he's got enough athleticism to get himself by. He plays it at sort of his own tempo. So I think that he is someone who I'm going to select here just to add to the mix and have a bit more shooting on this roster. What are, what are your thoughts about um, Malachi Brennan? Um, yeah, definitely, definitely a great shooter. Uh, shot forty-two and a half percent from the three-point line in college this season. Only nineteen years of age, uh, so he's got a fair way to go. Um, I, I do like his shot technique as well. It looks nice, he doesn't probably, it? Probably, yeah, he, he's one of those guys that um, probably does need to work on a lot of aspects. He's, and that's what you get with this kind of um, yeah. range and a shooting guard. They did get Buchnut. 
um, booked that last draft. Um, still early. I still yeah. think he could be a good spark pod, probably off the bench is, is what he's kind of tailored for. Um, but that being said, this guy's more of a specialist so, and does always fit a need. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he can be a little bit more than like a specialist. I, I maybe even see him maybe a bit better than a, than a book night. Um, I know I wasn't the biggest book night fan to begin with, but I kind of see him the way that book night was supposed to be, although maybe probably a similar level. Um, so it's sort of, I guess, a bit of insurance in case one of them doesn't work out. So, you know, you've got that sort of spark plug off the bench initially, and maybe he can take over a, a Terry Rozier once he sort of ages out of this roster or, or Gordon Hayward, you know, if he obviously, whenever he does injure himself and you need, need a bit more shooting on the court, you know, you can play uh, a player like Malachi uh, to help LaMelo ball out with a bit of spacing. So, um, yeah, and, and to me, I think he's the best player available. Although, like I said, I could throw a blanket over full, uh, all of these guys. Uh, let's move on to pick number 16. All right, pick 16 is the Atlanta Hawks. Um, obviously, I have my my core piece in Trey Young. Uh, I do have John Collins still in a pretty big contract. Has been waived in Trey um, Talks. I may be active in trades this year, considering yeah. I did have a pretty disappointing season. Um, I still have Clint Capella. I do probably view DeAndre a, um, Hunter and Onyeka Okongwu as, as more of my future in terms of my young core. Um, yeah. So I kind of am considering all these things with this pick. Um, they're a tough team, in my opinion, in terms yeah. of like where they go, because they're, they're deep, but they're deep with a lot of similar level talent. Yeah, it's yeah because like you have your Kevin Shirters and you got both. Like I do like um Bogdan Bogdan Bogdanovich yeah. as well. You got Danilo Gallinari who's just another year older, plays that power forward position. Yeah. Um, I think I'm just gonna go with kind of like a defensive guy here. Um, someone that can come off the bench while spreading the court. A uh, good prowess. Um, I'm gonna take EJ Liddell. I had him on my big board. Your boy. I do like EJ Liddell. Yeah, I know you love him. I reckon <laughs> this is an early, early my intensity. guy. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's great. I, he can do everything, um, just not really score in the post, but can pass out of the post quite nicely, can hit the three. Um, he averaged something like 2.4 blocks a game um, at college, the, the master of the chase down block. Big frame, um, a, a lot of utility and what you can put in where you can't. So I, I think he's just kind of a good fit for this team for that reason. I will say this about EJ Liddell. He reminds me the potential of him, at least. Like I said, I like the idea of EJ Liddell. Whether or not it works out in reality, yet to be seen. But we saw in the playoffs this year, especially in the Eastern Conference, when you've got someone like Giannis, who's going to be the number one player for the next 10 years, you need those big bodies that you can throw in front of him that are, that are versatile, that can you know, move and shuffle their feet. We saw success with someone like Grant Williams, um, you know, someone like Al Horford, those kind of size players that are strong enough to hold their ground, but also quick enough to stay in front of Giannis. And I think EJ Liddell has the potential to be a player like that. Um, obviously, I don't see his offense translating as much to the NBA, but he won't be required to do that on a team like Atlanta. So I don't mind it. I do think that they do have someone that might already be able to do that in a um, Jalen Johnson, who I've got some high hopes for. But again, you, you can never have too many eggs in the one basket, especially unproven baskets. So I, I don't, I don't hate the pick. Um, he's obviously he's been projected a, a fair bit lower than this. I'm probably more in line with 
the way you're thinking. I actually think he's sort of like a top 20, sort of top 22 level talent. Um, but I've seen a lot of big boards have him like sort of at the end of the first round, some even in the second round. But I actually think that he's got a lot of, especially for those Eastern Conference teams, a lot of value in the league at the moment, um, especially if he can work out. You're right. As a manager, I am taking the Giannis effect in, into mind. I have to go through him yeah. in the East to make it through. I think EJ Liddell is a good fit to um, at least build a bit of a wall in front of him. Yeah, and, and he can step in right away. He's an older guy. He's, he's physically mature, so he can be someone that can have impact straight away. So I, I like it for that reason. Let's move on to pick number 17. All right, this is a pretty easy pick for me here. Um, I'm the Houston Rockets. I need upside. There's one guy staring at me in the face who has probably got the highest upside for this entire draft. And so with the 17th pick, I am selecting Usman Diang of the New Zealand Breakers. We had the... The opportunity to see this guy play live. Um, of, unfortunately, it was one of the earlier games in the season when he was still getting himself acclimated into the um, the NBL. Um, had a bit of a, a breakout or a semi-breakout the second half of the season sort of after things um, slowed down a bit for him. He's someone that my concerns are his aggressiveness and his, for lack of a better term, mumba mentality. He, he seems a little bit passive, a little bit quiet. I wonder if that's him just, you know, playing a role on a professional team that, you know, obviously he's not on a college team in term, and, and there's, you know, players getting paid. They're, they're trying to win a championship, even though they probably weren't. And that showed itself towards the end of the season. So going to a team like Houston Rockets, he might have a bit more opportunity to just go out and do his thing. They're not obviously trying to make the playoffs, I don't think, next year. So a player like Usman Diang might be able to showcase a little bit more than he did in the NBL, but obviously six foot nine, a seven foot two wingspan, has passing skills, has ball handling skills, shows flashes as a scorer, um, able to stay in front of guards on the defensive side of the ball. So there's a lot of upside there. So I'm taking the swing on Usman Diang for the Houston Rockets. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it's a good pick. I, I like it. A um, lot of upside. We did see him live, as you mentioned. Um, a player that probably doesn't love a whole lot of contact. Yeah. Um, never really got into the paint. Um, a lot, but can shoot over people and can also pass pretty well. Like you, you can do some pretty good screens, and he'll find the pick and pop or pick and roll guy quite nicely with that yep. that height um, at six ten. So I, I I do like it for the Houston Rockets. Um, uh, it's a bit of a spoiler a warning for our previous podcast. Although if you haven't, go check it out now. Um, I did draft Chet Holmgren for this team uh, at pick number three. So uh, I'm lacking a bit of strength in my team at the moment, but <laughs> <laughs> I am hopeful that with the timeline, these boys can get in the gym and they. They can, they can put on a bit of size. I, I, I'm always someone that's a bit optimistic with players' ability to do that. So uh, I, I don't see a frame in him that he's going to struggle to put on size. Maybe like a Chet Holmgren might struggle. I think he can definitely fill out a little bit more than someone like Chet. So I'm not too concerned from that point of view. Let's move on to pick number 18. All right, Chicago Bulls, who you got, Cal? All right, Chicago Bulls, um, the injury-ridden Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Um, Rough go of it last year. Look, good roster though. They got um, they got their corner pieces in Demar, who, who's still got got another couple of years in his contract. Uh, the big question mark actually surrounding this team is Zach Levine. He is an unrestricted free agent. He could leave. We don't know this yeah. yet, right? Like, I, I guess I'd say I put my money that he doesn't. I would I would um, assume he, he doesn't, but it, it is a good point you raise. 
They do have to be he aware. He could of leave. It. Maybe he's like, I don't want to be a number two with Demar, or, or maybe he's just kind of like, you know what, I could do better. Maybe next to Embiid or someone more yeah. more of a big in in terms of that. So you you, you never really know um, for certain what's going to happen. Um. So look, that being taken in consideration as the the owner, um, the executive right now for the Bulls, I kind of think I want maybe a bit more of an insurance policy behind. Lonzo and Caruso, um, Lonzo Caruso, the injury um, yeah. that did happen last season. I'm going to go with Ty Ty Washington Jr. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I do like what he brings. He's a point guard, gets people involved. He he is listed as six four here. I'm not too sure if he's that um, tall. But, he doesn't look that tall, um, does he? He looks a bit shorter than that uh, to me. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought he's six four. But but that being said, he's pretty crafty. Um, finds the open guys, not like outrageously quick or anything like that. But I think he's just a solid kind of kind of point guard that can yeah. run a team. Um, and, and I think Kirby White is more that, you know, bench scorer. I don't think he runs a team um, as, a, as a point guard. And, and that being said, likewise for Caruso, Caruso is a defensive specialist who plays better guarding the other team's point guard while not really running the plays through him, even though he, he can be quite a good facilitator and passer. You don't want to run your team through him. So I, I think Ty Ty Washington Jr. is a good fit. Um, and, and even alongside someone like an A.U. Desamu, who was one of my guys last year, he's more of a the shooting guard as well. So I, I think the point guard duties does make sense. So I'm, I'm happy to take Ty Ty. Yeah, I don't mind. I think I've got him around in this range kind of area. I, I see him as kind of like a low upside, but but a high floor kind of selection. He's a good shooter. He's a good playmaker. Um, he's limited upside, you know, due to his athleticism. And I think he's got a shorter wingspan. He doesn't, he can't really guard up. I don't think, um, which is where I think he'll struggle. But when you've got players like Caruso and Lonzo, you can kind of fill that need. And, and I think on this kind of a team, it, it works well. So don't mind it at all. Let's go to pick number 19. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, obviously, they made the playoffs this year. They've got a cornerstone piece in Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. So you've got your offense kind of sorted for this team. So I think they are looking for a bit of defense. So for that reason, I'm going to be going in the wing territory. Uh, they've got a bit of a gap at the, the three spot, which I think this player can fill. Uh, so I'm going to be selecting Marjon Beauchamp uh, from the G League Ignite. Uh, I like this player. I like his athleticism and his upside on the defensive side of the court. I think he's got a bit of shooting upside. I don't I don't mind his stroke. I think he can definitely develop into a competent three-point shooter. Um, you know, he played obviously alongside a few other guys in uh, Dyson Daniels and Jaden Hardy, who is obviously yet to be drafted by us. But um, so, so a couple of high usage guys. So he's used to doing that. And then on this Timberwolves team, he's going to have to do that with the likes of Edwards and Carlton Towns and, and Russell there as well for that matter. So I'm selecting Marjon Beauchamp here. I'm pretty happy with a defensive wing with a bit of athleticism and, and scoring upside for the future here. What, what are your thoughts on uh, Beauchamp? Um, yeah, I think you summed them up pretty well. Just kind of like that, that scoring wing. Also great defensive prowess, 1.6 steals. Um, rebounds the ball quite well as well. You could potentially have some smaller lineups there with him kind of moving and shifting to the four um, plays of a lot of intensity. Yeah, cool. I think that sums about very nice. Let's move on to pick number 20. All right. So now I get to have a stab at what the, the San Antonio Spurs would pick. I'm just going to double check who you selected there. I selected the big man, Jalen Duran with their pick. I think it was pick number nine from memory. Yes, Jalen Duran went to the Spurs. Yep. It's um, a shame because I probably was looking at a big, on, on my big board next. <laughs> there is a big guy <laughs> slipping uh, who, yeah. Uh, and, and I think he would have been a good fit there too. But 
Yeah. I don't really want to double it up there. Uh, yeah, um, I probably wouldn't if I were you. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't I'm know. There's a lot a of nice guys. Kind of scoring guard, maybe as well. I think I, this team does need more scoring. I just got a, another the kind of defensive guy. I got um, a guy for you. In, in the lottery. Um, I'm considering Blake Wesley, but I'm open to suggestions. Do you have anyone else? Oh, well, no. You, you do you, and I'll, I'll say after who I would have picked. I also actually, actually kind of like this pick, actually. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with um, Bryce McGowan's. Oh, okay. I, I like Bryce okay. McGowan's. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got good upside. He does. Um, I, think he has I, I love upside. his shooting um, kind of form. He, he Right now he's listed as 6'6". He's quite skinny. Um, probably needs to put on a bit of weight. Good I think wingspan. He's prob- great, great wingspan. He's long. Um, yeah. I do actually quite like his skill set. I think he is a bit more of an investment. And, and I do think with that youth um, kind of – uh, kind of center they have in the San Antonio Spurs, I will be able to make this guy hit his peak performance. So I'm actually quite quite happy with this pick and Bryce McGowan's. We know, I don't know what you had on your big board, but he was actually rising a minor fair bit. Um, and, and we know after last year with um, Josh Primo being selected, San Antonio Spurs, they, just, they pick who they think is uh, the best prospect. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Bryce McGowan's. Bryce McGowan's. Not the guy that I would have gone, but I, I similar vein in, in the kind of guy that I was going for. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about his shot selection and his defense as well. I think uh, I'm actually really concerned about his defense. But um, in terms <laughs> of, you know, potential to be, you know, like a 20 points per game scorer, he's right up there with any guy left on this on this draft class. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't mind it, especially with the Spurs timeline. I think it's not a bad selection. Similar kind of vein that I was thinking. I was looking at like maybe like a um, a Jaden Hardy as as that kind of a guy, which is again very similar to the kind of ilk of of McGowan, who I might have had slightly ahead of him, but uh, yeah, similar sort of sort of thing. So let's let's move on to pick number twenty one. All right, the Denver Nuggets. Obviously, you've got Jokic there. You've got Jamal Murray coming back. You've got Michael Porter Jr. hopefully coming back and being healthy. So you've got a good core nucleus there. Uh, you know, you've drafted someone like Bones Highland uh, last year, who I actually really do like. He's got good range, good uh, ability as a shooter. So you've got some decent shooting on this team. You might need a little bit more defense. Um, so I'm taking that into consideration. Hmm. All right, I'm just going to go the best guy I think is available. I think he does fit a few of those needs. He's a ball mover. He's got some playmaking upside. He's a good defender. Uh, I like the shot potential. So I'm going to go with Blake Wesley here for the Denver Nuggets. Six foot five shooting guard out of Notre Dame. I think he's, look, there's a big run of guards, wing type players with him. Uh, McGowan's, uh, someone like a Jaden Hardy, who we just mentioned before, um, someone like a uh, Brennan, uh, Malachi Brennan, who we, we dropped earlier, Ashai Ajabaji, all these kind of guys, Majon Brochamp, all these guys are kind of clumped together in this, in this um, sort of area. So I'm going to take who I think is the next best dude, and that's Blake Wesley for me. What, what are your thoughts on Blake Wesley? Um, I almost picked him up this Spurs last pick. Yeah. Um, I did consider him. I think he's a good scorer. I, I think he's quite athletic, explosive, um, also quite a skinny kind of frame. But I do like what, what he does bring. He cuts quite nicely, can can finish very well, um, and, and would fit quite nicely next to your cornerstone and Nikola Jokic. Yeah. I think he's very safer pick than a McGowan's, but maybe not quite the upside. But um, probably not far off the upside. I think they're, they're not too far away from each other. All right, let's move on to pick number 22. <laughs> 
Uh, look, there's someone sliding here. I think I'm just going to have to pick him. It's a good pick. I, I, I think, think this the team time. is super, super deep. And, and the one position maybe they could fill or even just have a bit of a prospect is, is that center spot. Yeah. And it's because Steven Adams has only got one more year on his contract. Um, I wouldn't put money on, on them re-signing when he gets back. If they do, it's going to be in a much more money-friendly deal. I can't believe he's getting paid $18 million. Yeah, um, that's crazy, right? It's like <laughs> that old said, school. Yeah. He led the league in offensive rebounds. He makes people work that end. In the regular season, he, he can be quite annoying to verse. Um, so I guess that's why he's making his money. But that being said, I think as a bit of an insurance policy for for that position, I'm going to go with Mark Williams. Yeah. I th- Mark I Williams think is the, the guess, best guy the on the board right now. Yeah. He has slid. And, and in terms of what the Grizzlies need, they're so deep and it's probably just a center spot. And and this has upside as well. He's six foot ten, um, long, good defensive prowess. I, I do like Mark Williams fit with the Grizzlies. Yeah, I, I like it too. I think, you know, when you've got someone like a Jaron Jackson there, you can afford to take someone who's maybe not quite a floor spacer or a stretcher, but, you know, he's got that vertical spacing. He's um, probably one of the most impactful guys right away, and he's still young. Um, so in terms of the Grizzlies, who obviously were competing for the championship this year, he's someone who can help your roster immediately, but also sort of fit that young timeline as well. So I think I think it's a great selection. And if I was the Grizzlies and I had Mark Williams fall to me, I'd be stoked. Uh, I'd be I'd be really quite happy with that one. So let's move on to pick 23. Uh, pick number 23, the Brooklyn Nets. So this is where things for me start to thin out a little bit. I'm probably just going to go with best player available here. Um, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, there's a lot of question marks. Like, is Kyrie Irving even going to be back on this team? What the hell's going on with Ben Simmons? Kevin Durant, he's getting up there in age. Like, I don't know what's going on with this team. They were swept by the uh, the mighty Boston Celtics in the playoffs this year. So, I don't know. Maybe they blow it up soon. I don't know. Who knows? I don't think they're going to do that. But... It could change dramatically if Kyrie Irving goes somewhere else. And who knows what that man's thinking. So I'm going to take the best player available, in my opinion. That is Jaden Hardy. Um, so that's going to be where I go. Kind of feels like I'm doubling down on the same guy that they picked last year. Uh, remind me his name. Um, who was he? Cam Thomas. Um, yeah, at the end of the first yeah, round. Yeah, Cam Thomas. I feel like the spark plug scorer can do, can do it himself kind of guy. I feel like they're kind of similar players, but... Yeah, now I'm doubting myself. Uh, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it anyway. Jaden Hardy, I think he's the best player available, um, and I think that if everything goes tits up in Brooklyn and, and you know you, you lose some of your players, you at least got some high upside guys. He's still quite young. Um, I think he's probably maybe a better prospect than Cam Thomas. Does a little bit more than than Cam does. Has a bit of playmaking, um, not quite just the chucker that Cam Thomas is. So I think it is an improvement from that point of view. So. That's where I'm going with this pick. Jaden Hardy. What are your thoughts? Um, look, I'm actually quite still high on Cam Thomas. Um, it's interesting to have these two guys together. Yeah. So many bucket getters. Um, I, I would rate Cam Thomas above him considering how he just tore up um, the summer league. But that can be deceiving. You should never really go on someone yeah. who does that. Can't do you? Um, so, yeah, look, Hardy's he good prospect. Absolute bucket getter, this guy. Yeah, yeah, obviously he was he was a much higher ranked prospect going into the year before the G League obviously season started. Lots of question marks about his efficiency and his defense. So very similar um, concerns with someone like a Cam Thomas. But um, uh, I think he was ranked 
uh, I think he was top three or top four going into this season, um, you know, by some of the big boards in terms of ESPN and things like that. So he's fallen a fair way, but he was there for a reason. He still has upside, and I think he can he can do better than a lot of these other guys. So let's move on to pick 24. Okay, pick 24 um, just got eliminated in the Milwaukee Bucks. So I'm kind yeah, of thinking, they did. A um, bit of a sour taste in my mouth. I'm probably thinking if I had Chris Middleton, I'd still be in it. But look, injuries do happen. Um, I still have a great core. I did have Brooke Lopez out for the vast majority of this season with some back issues. So maybe I'm thinking about that in terms of a good piece that could play a bit of center. Um, Sergio Bucker, who I traded for, is a free agent. So... He could be leaving me. Um, so maybe maybe I am looking there. The highest guy in, in the center position right now is probably probably Kessler. Um, yeah. It kind of feels but, like a Brook Lopez as well. He kind of, he kind of gives Brook Lopez <laughs> vibes. Good replacement. Um, but you know what? I'm going to go with someone who maybe could play a bit of small ball. Athletic, can run, plays with speed. Good fit for this team. Kendall Brown. Yeah, okay. Kendall, Kendall Brown, Brown, very athletic. From Baylor, I think fits what my team is currently built for. Um, can play defense. Um, super, super athletic, this guy. When, when he jumps, he gets up there. Um, I can see him running the court with Giannis and, and definitely throwing some dunks down. Um, good wingspan on him as well. I like this fit, um, and, and I do think Kendall Brown could be sliding too late in this draft, personally. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a little bit lower on Kendall Brown than it sounds like you are. I mean, he's kind of in like the late part of the first round for me. There's a couple of guys that I've got a tier above him, but it's not anything huge. We are getting to the point in the draft where I'm sort of throwing throwing darts on the dartboard. I think there's another big clump coming up. Um, so I don't I don't hate. It. I think obviously the upside is there. He's a, he's a young prospect. He's actually he's obviously a freshman coming out of Baylor, um, and he's he's a high field kind of player. And those guys are always pretty good to have around your roster. He's got a good IQ, um, and he's he doesn't need the ball in his hands to be effective. So in a team that's dominated by Giannis, I think that that is something that you need. But um, I I do maybe I mean maybe it's different when Middleton is back. But I maybe someone with a bit more offense I, I might have liked than a Kendall Brown, but. I guess, you know, he's not going to be contributing in anything meaningful, at least early on um, with, with a Bucks team that's obviously contending for the championship year in, year out with Giannis on your team. So, um, again, don't don't mind it. Maybe had a couple guys ahead. Um, but we're sort of at that point in the draft, and then we'll move on to the next pick. Pick number, where are we up to? Pick number 25. <laughs> Pick number 25, we're back with the Spurs. They seem to have a lot of bloody picks in this draft. Yeah, three first-round picks. <laughs> three first-round picks. Ramit, who did you pick? for the, you, you You went McGowan last pick, is that right? I did go McGowan, um, the, the kind of athletic shooting guard that uh, is a bit of a prospect. Yeah, I, I'm going to go. I'm, I think I know where I'm going with this pick, and it's going to be good old classic Spurs here. I'm going to go with Nikola Jovic, um, <laughs> not to be confused with Nikola Jokic. Uh, Nikola Jovic, who is, uh, I believe, is he Serbian? Um, he is he's, Serbian, yeah. He's 6'10", small forward, power forward. He's uh, grown up being a bit of a point guard, so he's got a good good handle on him. He's um, uh, a bit skinnier. He, he can move quite well. A lot of concerns on the defensive side of the, the, the court. Um, 
shot is coming along. It's not quite, he's not a knockdown shooter, but it's coming along. But um, I think in the Spurs system, he'll get some good development. And uh, obviously, he's got that European flavor. Not not to sort of sell out and, and draft the, the foreign guy for the Spurs, but um, I, I do think that he's probably one of the higher upside guys left on the board. So that's where I'm going. Nikola Jovic, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the Serb? Um, I think it fits well with the prospects we, we've gotten so far from Sweden. Jalen Duran. Uh, before we did end up picking McGowan. So, and, and we have to get someone that's international, right, for the Spurs. I think it's in the bylaws. I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> I do have a lot of concerns, a lot of concerns for this man's defense. Yeah. Uh, but he'll spread the court really nicely. He can hit the three. So maybe it's just something... Um, if his offense is switching, if it's clicking that night, then then you just kind of run it with him. Um, some shades of Danilo Gallinari, maybe in terms of just from that aspect as a, as a bit of a shooter, six for yeah. ten, doesn't really bring much on defense. Maybe like a Darius um, Saric kind of vibe. It, yeah, a Saric maybe, as well. maybe a little he, bit more he mobile can pass too. So yeah, he, he can just get that rebound um, and, and drive it up the court, find the open shooter, which does work quite nicely. So. Um, I probably would have actually. Cons- I should have probably considered him a bit more with my, with my um, Milwaukee Bucks pick on the twenty-four. That would have potentially worked too. But I, I like him falling here. This is. I think this is the range for him. Yeah, and and I feel like I drafted. Like obviously, I drafted um, uh, Jalen Duran earlier in the in the draft, who's obviously a defensive kind of player. So I'm going a little more upside playmaking and and sort of banking on that defensive anchor to sort of cover up some of the deficiencies from from a player like Jovic, and and hopefully he can become somewhat serve, serviceable on that end of the court, and he's not a complete liability. All right, let's move on to the next pick, pick number twenty six. All right, I um, I'm picking for the Dallas Mavericks here, 26. Uh, got my guy Luca. I'm just in the conference finals right now. Maybe the finals. Um, we'll see. Depending uh, on you're listening, yeah. <laughs> outside of that, I've got locks obviously for Jalen Brunson, um, Spencer Dinwiddie is my bench scorer. Um, I guess outside of that, Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, I could potentially go for maybe a big here, um, or I just find maybe another kind of shooting. Do it all, guy that could work next to Luca. Um, has to be someone that fits with Luca. I think that's the the most important piece yep. here. Yeah, you're building around Luca. Yeah, it gets a bit rough at this point of the draft. I'm starting to struggle with players that I'm confident in. There's a, there's a big lot of guys here. Um, um, I'm gonna end up going with a guy who has slid up my draft board recently. He, he can do everything in Christian Braun. Yeah, okay, um, I like it. He. Uh, he's great. He played for Kansas. He can just do everything. He's sneaky, athletic. Um, he can shoot. He can drive and kick, find the open man. He's a guy that can just do it all. And I think when you put that kind of high IQ player with a Luca, um, obviously I, I can see him kind of coming off the bench there and just putting some valuable minutes in. So I, I do like that pick. Yeah, six or seven, 21 years old. So you'd hope he's ready to compete right away. Um, so yeah, I, I don't mind the pick at all. I think it's they're kind of a tough team, the, the Dallas Mavericks. So um, the more of those sort of wing guys you can you can bring on that board, you can't really go wrong there. Let's move on to the next pick, pick number 27. All right, pick number 27. I'm selecting for the Miami Heat. Um, at this spot, I'm starting to think about some insurance for someone like a Kyle Lowry, someone to maybe um, uh, supersede a Jimmy Butler. They're both aging prospects, someone who I can play alongside, someone like a, a, a Tyler Hero, maybe someone with a bit of size, a bit of length. Um, 
So what I'm considering, one of the highest guys left on my board, as I'm just scrolling down here, I'm going to be selecting... Ryan Rollins is my dude here. Um, I like this guy. He's he's a, a combo guard, not quite y- your pure point guard, but he's got he's got some good shot creation mechanics. He's nice and long and lanky. Um, he's got the tools to be a decent defender. Hasn't quite shown it just yet, but I think he's someone who can sort of um, you know either play that six man or, or or you know contribute off the bench kind of role and and be a bit of a spark plug for your offense and and not be a complete liability on the defensive end. Um, so I, I like. Ryan Rollins here as sort of one of my best players available, and I think he fits a good need on this team at the at the guard position. What are your thoughts on on Ryan Rollins? Is he someone you, you've looked into much? I guess he's he's kind of coming up the boards recently, a little bit lesser known than some of the other guys. Um, um, I'm not too familiar with Ryan um, Rollins, so I have to add him to my list to see where. Um, I kind of land with him, but I'll yeah, take your word for it. He, pl- he plays for a mid-major college, so obviously he didn't make the tournament, didn't get a lot of buzz from that um, there. But he is someone who, um, on the eye test, ticks a lot of boxes, and and I think he's probably getting unfairly punished for the competition he was playing. But he put up some decent stats, and and uh, I like the fluidity in the way he moves. So that's where I'm going here. Maybe someone for you listeners to, to maybe research and see if you can see if you can get him. I actually had him a little bit further up, higher on my board. Um, with what I've seen so far. So happy with my selection here. Let's move on to pick number 28. All right, who you got uh, here? Golden State Warriors. Who, who do they need right now? Um, Another Steph Curry? That might, that might help. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm just going to keep it pretty simple here. He's a good prospect. Um, I need some more depth in the center position. I'm going to go with Walker Kessler. Uh, the big German, yep. it's shot blocker. Um, obviously, a role player. He just comes in to shot um, to block shots. Specialist can rebound. He's a big body uh, at seven forty. He's also got kind of nice kind of post moves. You feed it into him. He's got reasonable footwork to really put it away. I think this kind of fits there. Um, probably a, a need that they they. Um, probably require right now. Yeah, I think I think they they still need a bit of insurance for um, someone like James Wiseman who, you know, we didn't see this year obviously. Um, injury concerns over there, you know, um, skill concerns <laughs> there as well. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, you can never have too much defense. That, uh, it does go a little bit against the, the Golden State Warriors theme of playing small ball, but, you know, it's good to have a bit of versatility in your team. And if you but they always a- start a center and, yeah. and they may, may very well just probably go up more of a prospect and you can always find a guy like that in yeah. free agency. There is interest to Golden State. Um, but that being said, I, I kind of like the fit for him on my team right now so I'll, I'll yeah. take Kessler. He was obviously obviously very impactful in college and he's someone who can probably contribute right away. Uh, one of the best shop lockers in college. Um, so yeah, I do think that he is someone who can contribute to a winning team straight away. Um, you know, you have those questions about those tall centers who are maybe not the most mobile, but at this point in the draft, you can't really be can't really be uh, choosing, you know, beggars can't be choosers at this point. So don't mind it at all. Let's move on to my last pick, pick number 29. All right, pick number 29, the Memphis Grizzlies on the board. I'll I'll just remind you, at 22, they did pick up a steal in Mark Williams, who fell to 22, so a good center there. Um, So it's a a tough... um, There's not many necessities for this team now. Yeah, man, they're they're a hard team to draft. They've actually got a lot of of good players um, on their their, uh, roster. So I'm going to... Maybe similar to what they did last year, except... Much later in the draft, I'm going to go for a bit of an upside play here, and I'm 
going to go with Patrick Baldwin Jr., um, who was projected a lot higher than this before the season, played absolutely horrible uh, for, I think it was his dad who was the coach. He played for his dad in Milwaukee, yeah. and it didn't go very well. Did not go very um, well. He's a guy that just can't really create his shot too too well and didn't shoot it too yeah. um, But if you surround him with players that can really get him some shots, I think he could be quite useful. Yeah, so you're hoping between him and Zaya Williams, you know, maybe one of them hits, right? You've got two couple of high upside guys at that four position. You know, you don't have to worry about creating your own shot when you've got someone like uh, Jar Morant on your team. He can get you some open looks. You can just concentrate on knocking them down. Um, he's got a good stroke. That's obviously the big draw cut on him, six foot nine. Um, strokes it really nice. So that's where I'm going to go with this pick and just, just cross my fingers and hopes that it, hope that it works out. So Patrick Baldwin Jr., Alright, let's move on to the final pick of the first round. Take us home, Nikau. Last pick of the first round. Um, It is the Oklahoma City Thunder with yet another pick. Um, I'm probably just going to go for a bit of a stash here. Um, I'm not going anywhere anywhere, anytime soon. Um, And and there's a guy on my list. I'm trying to find him. Here he is. Um, Super athletic, Gabriel Procida. Oh, okay. Um, if you haven't looked into him, uh, I, I would recommend you do. He can can jump jump to the roof for sure. Uh, can do a bit of everything. I, I like his um, prospect. He, he's right now he's playing overseas. I think it's in Spain, and and he'll stay there for maybe one or two more seasons. But I think in terms of a, a bit of an upside pick, just leave him over there to uh, get a few more minutes um, and, and just kind of work on work on his skills. But I, I do like what he could be um, in terms of a, at this point you're looking for probably like a nice role player. I think he could be that in in uh, today's NBA. I like it. A little, little bit off off my board. Uh, I'll have to do a bit of research into old uh, Gabrielle there and um, uh, see, see Man, what he was. Athletic. What's like, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, can, he can jump. He can shoot. He can do a bit of everything. Pass, drive. And, and you six say, foot seven. He's, like good size on him as well. Where's he playing for? He's he's, um, uh, he's in Spain. It says uh, Fortido Bologna. So yeah, uh, Spanish team. Interesting. I like it. I mean, I think it's it's a it's, if you can get a high high upside prospect and sort of stash him for a little while, you've got a lot of talent that you need to give minutes still. So there's not enough minutes for everyone on this team. So if you can develop him somewhere else and 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 do that, I think that's a that's a decent move for this OKC Thunder. That will do it for us today, guys. Um, let us know what you think about our mock draft and let us know what you think about the mock lottery yesterday. If you enjoyed the video, please give it a thumbs up. We've got lots more draft content coming your way. Um, soon we'll be talking from a bit more of a fantasy point of view what we think the best prospects are to draft for your dynasty team and for maybe your redraft teams uh, next year and for years to come so um, thank you again for listening drop the thumbs up like we said before make sure you are subscribed make sure you uh, rate us over on itunes and we'll see you guys next time laters